Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with your hosts, Luis and Daniela. Daniela, how are you doing? Um, I'm going to answer for you. You're doing great after this week of Bravo. <laughs> it's <laughs> tell us how you it's been, it was a Sunday. I'm going to tell you that. I was like, oh, it was a Monday morning for me because I watch it when I watch Potomac, Atlanta, uh, Monday mornings. And I'm just like, I, I was telling you, I was having, ch- I was like, <laughs> I was hyperventilating. I could. I couldn't process either episode. No. How are you? How, how, how's I'm, your day? I'm great. Um, your semester's over this week. Yeah, right? it ended last week. Um, oh. It actually ended the week before that because my teacher was like, we don't need to do this extra day. So we're going to finish early. Um, I got a 101% in my dance class. Okay, Mr. 4.0. And um, yeah, spoiler alert, you guys, I'm finally transferring after 50 years. We love that. <laughs> we love that yay love that for me round of um, applause round of applause for me so I'm excited about transferring and starting a new semester what about you how was work today um work was work you know this is the last week before winter break and I'm just like I need to quarantine from all of you nasty little germs over here I need to quarantine for two weeks away from you okay so everybody wear the mask everybody stop sneezing <laughs> as much as um, talk, as my, sorry to interrupt as much as we talk about it I forget that like because you work with kids, like they get two weeks off, right? That's they get two New weeks Year's, off. That's um, Christmas. Christmas, and then when we come back, where I work, they they're they're back at school, like in person. Half of them are back at school. Some of them chose fully on online, but uh, when we come back, everybody the dis- like the the schools decided to um, do two weeks extra of just online school, and I think it was just so everybody could quarantine a little bit more um which i i get i was like okay the teachers could quarantine <laughs> the fight, like i'm gonna be exposed to these little kids because these little i'm telling you guys your children expose you okay because these little kids will be like yeah i went to um i went to a halloween party and like a halloween oh, party no and i was so like who like, was there who was so there? if any of you My from high school if anyone from high school have siblings <laughs> daniela works with them so tell them not to spread your tea okay if anyone from high school has siblings that go to the same school district that you grew up in, um, I most likely have them and they will spill your tea. They will tell you, they will tell me about how much um, you love going to the casino. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and with that, I think we transition over to more drama. Um, as you said, this week, this past week, it just gave us all the tea, all the drama, all the excitement that we love in a Bravo TV show. So we had Housewives of Potomac, Atlanta, and Salt Lake City. I think we're going to start off with Atlanta we're gonna start off with that because it wasn't too dramatic nothing too chaotic but it was a great episode so um let me just find my little notes here but um okay so let's get started we get the taglines for this season and I honestly only wrote down one the only one that mattered to me and that's Porsche's which is I may be social distancing but I'm here for social social justice I can't speak what did you think of their taglines do you even like none of them are really that memorable they're okay no, I think um, Cynthia stood out to me too, which is like, I've been through the peaks and the valleys and now I'm chilling with the, I'm in the over hills. The hills. Or I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, over the hills. Or something. I was like, okay. You you and, um, what's his name? Mike? Mike. I'm like, hashtag chill. I was just like, Ugh. okay. Yeah, Porsche's is the one. I'm like, Porsche's is the only one that's like relevant. I mean, everybody else is kind of like, okay. Okay. What did okay. you think about this like, newbie, Drew Sedora? Her tagline was, what was it? I don't remember. It's something like, I was in the game. About, but I've now been I in the call, game. Yeah, I've been in the game, but now I'm calling the plays. Yeah, and I was like, oh, 
Okay. <laughs> Which people were like, people were saying, you know, even though her, her, the game character, um, like she was a side chick on that show, even though it was like a prominent little side role that she had, I was like, oh, but why didn't she do something like she played T-Boz in TLC's um, movie? So why did she think say something about like, TLC? I think people I know. know her more. More from the game. The game. Yeah. Which I never watched it growing up, but um, and she's a friend from White Chicks too. You know, yeah, we're, we're gonna get into her IM, IMDb page <laughs> a little bit later on, but um, taglines overall they were okay uh this season. Basic. So the episode starts off with Cynthia and Kenya, and they're hanging out at her little swamp or whatever, and they invite the newbie Latoya, who right off the bat Kenya loves. This is, I guess, the second time they're meeting, and I don't know about you, but how many times do you need to meet someone or hang out with someone before you invite them to your house? I gotta know them a little bit. I do hit it off with people. I, I like Kenya. I do hit it off with people that quick. Sometimes depends on your vibe. But for me to invite you to my house and to do what they were doing later too at Cynthia's house, I'm like, mm, you guys yeah. are a little too close for comfort. Like, what's no? I think this just shows that Kenya has a soft spot for this girl, which we've seen in the trailer, the uh, commercial. She was like, I have a crush on you. So obviously these girls are going to be besties. Yeah. But, um, so the three of them hang out at Kenya's house and they basically just talk about their relationships and what they have to deal with. What did you think? I won't go into too depth, like what they talked about, but what did you think about Kenya and her relationship? And then Latoya and her thoughts on how she sees relationships. Okay. I was just like, Oh, they're two sides of the same coin. No, just kidding. Literally. I do feel, I do feel bad for Kenya because it's like, I feel like she always wants to hype up whoever she's with I mean we've seen it over and over again with her on the show even though people say like you hired those men to be on the show with you but I feel like because this was the father of her child or whatever she felt like maybe oh it's gonna be something different I just feel like even though she is Kenya I feel bad for her I'm like she obviously had high hopes she obviously wanted something more than what is gonna come out um before I answer about Latoya Kenya and her husband they're divorced now Here's the thing. I recently saw something that we're going to see later on in the season where it was Brooklyn's party and people were talking about how it was great for them to get together. So I'm assuming like they are separated. Like they, they just have, they're not fi- like, I think they're I don't not think they, no one has like filed yet. They're okay. not divorced, but um, which it's interesting to see people's uh, definition of separation or in separating because they later on talk about that. But um. As far as Latoya, what do you, this is our first time seeing her. She's on the screen for like ten, five, 10 minutes. What do you think about her? I feel like, okay. I feel like she was trying a little too hard, like when they get there, but I was just like, what's happening? I was just confused because Cynthia even brought it up. Kenny's not the type to warm up to people like that, or Kenny's not the type to like a new person straight off the bat like that so I was very caught off guard I was like oh like when Cynthia was like oh you're gonna go downstairs and meet her I had to trek up your hill and um I was just like yeah Kenny is not Kenny's not the type like first of all you're inviting this girl and then she shows up and she's just she seemed a little like like she was putting on a show like I told you off air like she seemed very she like, was doing the most. I feel like, and I'm yeah, going to go ahead and say most. it. I feel like Kenya is somewhat smart. And I feel like after the first time meeting her, because mm-hmm. let's rewind a bit. So they didn't show the event, but apparently Todd had a birthday party and all the girls were there. And this is where they first were introduced to Latoya by Candy. So this is Candy's friend. And 
I feel like Kenya knows that this girl is like easygoing, lighthearted, shade, whatever, whatever. I feel like she thinks she's able to manipulate her and able to yes. control her. And I feel like that's why she's kind of going hard for her, even though she just met her, letting her into her home, being besties with her, laughing at everything she says. I feel like Kenya is thinking, I have a pawn. I have a a little chess piece that I can play yes. with. Yes. Let's be honest, it's Kenya. She doesn't have good intentions majority of the time. So I yes. feel like she could be possibly be using her, but I could be wrong. Who knows? And you definitely see it later on when they meet Drew and the way that she's not as warm to Drew. I was just like, oh, the the dots are not connecting kenya the dots are not yeah, like we it's see not right through up. you this is not adding up but um continue continuing on we see portia and she's facetiming with her mom and her sister and her baby because the last thing we saw from her was that she got arrested and yeah. it kind of took me a, a second to realize that she wasn't in atlanta I was like, why is she facetiming and i was like oh wait that's right she's in kentucky um she basically talks about how it was so it was like a scary experience but she's learning from it and she talks about how she wants to do the right thing, but she wants to take care of herself. And I can see where she's coming from because although you want to do what's right, not everyone around you or the people who I guess you could say are against you are mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing. So they'll do whatever it takes. So um, how did you feel? Like, what, what, do you, what were your thoughts on the scene where she's like FaceTiming her daughter? I thought, um, sorry, let me gather my fucking thoughts. She also like, they mentioned the, the, they mentioned the mug shot. Oh, that was kind of funny how her mom like, took straight like line. Charlie Brown uh, straight line mouth and I was like yeah like obviously they took that picture like mid thigh like she was, she was probably trying to say fuck yeah exactly she was like fuck the police and then snap there the picture went I just I um again I almost wanted to start crying when she was talking about Brianna Taylor's mom and how they were outside and uh all the people who got released from the jail were able to meet up with Brianna Taylor's mom and she um how Portia was saying you know I'm protesting because of PJ like and because I want a better life for her and this mom like her daughter was killed and um all the hopes and dreams that she had she can no longer like her daughter can no longer live up to them and I was just like oh my god like I was like fuck all these while I appreciate all these other lady all these other ladies like storylines like Cynthia her wedding sometimes I'm like you put it into perspective and it's like look at what Portia is doing versus like you guys are over here crying over like you're not going to be able to have 250 people I don't know exactly I just saw it that way seeing it from the other side um I know people have had their uh people have expressed how they felt basically saying that Portia's doing this as a storyline she doesn't really care she knows it's going to make her look good and to that excuse me I mean to that everyone has everyone has their opinion everyone's entitled to say what they want I just it's kind of insensitive and like, I see it as wrong. Like, how could you think she's, yes, Portia was not, the, she's not a historian. She <laughs> know about certain things, but for you to like exactly. throw that in her face and to say it's fake, I feel like that's just ignorant. Yeah. I'm going to go, you know, risk my life and go to fucking jail over and over and over again. All for a storyline. All for a storyline. Like people are, people will believe what they want to believe. But I think, again, she's just grown so much and for a second, I thought she was quarantining because she was in jail. Oh, you're popular. Um, I thought she was quarantining. I thought she was like, because um, you know how she was in jail? I thought yeah. she was going to wait a little bit before she went home. So that's why I was like, oh, okay. She's she's probably like in a hotel, like 
yeah, yeah. I, I, wanna... I kind of like assume the same thing and then she's like i'll be there tomorrow i'll call you guys and, and i'm like, like you just got a gel i'm like uh, the you, sure, you know damn well production or even her mom was like you're not coming near the baby you need to get tested <laughs> but um moving on to i guess like a lighter note so we finally meet drew so we meet drew sedora who is hanging out with cynthia they're like having lunch or whatever dinner and let me just give you guys a let me give you guys a little breakdown of what she's been in or where you might have seen her so she was on white chicks she was on the game she was actually on that's so raven she was on girlfriends she was on step up she played t-boss in the tlc um, biopic it was called crazy sexy cool and she's been in like a lot of i've seen her like in comedies and stuff like Mm -hmm. not like the main character but point is she's been in a bunch of shit where do you when you first saw her did you recognize her or where did white you chicks first, yeah white chicks right yeah she was she's a friend in white chicks and when um sorry when when we were meeting her and people were like she's from the game and i was like i was like i could have sworn she's from the she's from white chicks as if someone couldn't be in multiple exactly games. yeah you're like no that's a girl from white chicks <laughs> but she's a friend from white chicks and i was like oh my god oh my god it's a friend from white chicks when it's like her role in white chicks is like minimal compared was, to like she had maybe like a total of like 10 lines but like all we love that was, for her all she did was hype up her best friend to go get um the wayne's brother character to fucking to get beat up she's like get beat get up. The straight razors and the vaseline these bitches on some other shit so clearly her persona <laughs> like her her characters that she's, she's played, like who i like made her. a mark because if i'm able to recite that line i mean come on but um, yeah, so we see her storyline. She's basically talking about how she moved from L.A. to Atlanta, originally from Chicago. But she basically wants to get back into the game. She wants to, you know, start working again, going on auditions. Um, I think it's interesting how Cynthia mentioned, well, do you know Kenya? Have you guys met? Because she's also a working actress. And she didn't say working actress, but she basically said she's in the world of entertainment in that same industry, which I wanted to be like. No, she's not. You're trying it. Let's pull out their IMDb pages and let's see their resumes because... People are, the, like, haters are gonna, actress. The, the haters are going to try to say that Drew is always a side character, not important. But like, this is coming from Kenya, like Kenya's resume and her resume. Kenya, who whose most recent like credit would be in like a Netflix show for like two seconds, as opposed to like the rest of her credits are from the fucking 90s. Like, no offense, they're <laughs> just as worthwhile, but it's like, OK, a full on side character in a show as opposed to like in a movie or as opposed to like Kenya's many little tiny guest spots on girlfriends, the Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> like, like, I guess to each their own, you love what you love. You hate what you hate. <laughs> but um, then they kind of like, I find it interesting how they, they brought it up, how mm-hmm. they kind of met through Eva and people on Instagram were like, we love Eva introducing her replacement because <laughs> as we know, Eva's no longer on this show and My who queen. is Drew? And I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of funny, kind of sad if you think about it. <laughs> um, we then kind of go in deeper as far as her, her background. Like we see her family, her kids, we see her mom. What did you think about the mom? Her mom gave me, um, what's Kenny's mom's name? Mama Joyce vibes. I Mama was like, Joyce, like, is that a good thing? Because I'm not a fan of Mama Joyce. <laughs> I was like, oh, she seems very much in your business. Like at first she wasn't giving me Mama Joyce vibes. And then she said, yes, my mom has been living here since the start of quarantine. Um, and her and my husband will get into it. Or my mom won't be shy to share her opinion. And then we get that clip of her mom sharing her opinion. And she I was, was like, going oh, in and Mama I'm Joyce. sorry I, to my future wife. Um. I'm going to love your parents, but they're not going to be living with us. I am You're not going to take their bullshit. 
um let me get this it's um is it marisela and yes. what's your dad's name adrian adrian if you're listening you know to this, i love you guys um anyways moving <laughs> on um they basically talk about how they're gonna celebrate their six-year anniversary and then we'll see that that shit doesn't it's not all peaches and cream but um moving <laughs> on we then see riley's graduation which spoiler alert it was a virt not a virtual it was in person but it was socially distanced Mama Joyce was on the phone. She's like, yeah, I had seen, I want to talk about COVID-19. And I was like, Mama, no. you listen to the streets and the streets are not talking about COVID. It's COVID, <laughs> not COVID. But um, how did you feel seeing those kids graduate all in person? Okay, well, first of all, how did I feel seeing Riley? I felt like, I was like, wow, um, bitch, I'm a mom. Like, I'm watching Riley. Yes, I've seen <laughs> Riley since season two. But um, seeing all those kids, and this was like a, this was in May, let's say. So like in the like in the moment when everything our first wave. So I was just like, oh, that's cool. Opted for in person. You guys don't care about your kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, notice how they didn't mention the name of the school, um, because they don't want to get <laughs> emails. But uh, but they were also only allowed two people. Which oh, another thing I was like, so you're telling me each of those kids had two people there. That's and Candy and Mama Joyce were sitting next to at least. <laughs> Other people, yeah, like, I'm like, okay, because think about it. How many do you know, like, an estimate of how many kids graduated our year? Um, or usually, typically, how many kids are graduating? Seniors? We probably graduated with like 200, probably, say, we were two of 200, let's say, or two of 100 something, or uh, yeah, like 100 to 250. I want to so multiply say. that by two because of their parents. No, I don't know. I'd feel it, I'd be like, I'll Disgusting. wait for you. Um, in the parking lot, I'll cheer from here. You're gonna wear a GoPro on your head, and I just, <laughs> exactly a live cam. Um, really but, um, quick before before you move on, did you notice how the school said Riley Burris, New York University? Imagine when we graduated, they would oh, be like Daniela Curious, um, Fullerton College. <laughs> I'd be like, um, I'd be like, well, I went straight to community college. Don't be so sharing that. I don't think y'all need to know exactly, like, exactly where I went, but I. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been like awkward i feel like it would have been let's be honest it would have been like a hundred cypress college fullerton a hundred fullerton college a hundred um going to the military like oh we're not oh, gonna get into no. that because you know how i feel about that but anyways so then after that we see portia and she's talking about her jail experience i like how she's joking around she's like when men come home from prison <laughs> from jail y'all have barbecues and banners and parties i'm coming home to work take care of your baby whatever whatever i was like you are a fool take care of pj <laughs> um she then talking like then she's talking to her mom about how she has to balance which i didn't really see it this way like i, w- I kind of was taken aback like she has to worry about not only you know practicing what she preaches which is being out there and protesting for justice but also mm-hmm. having to deal with Pilar, not deal with but like worrying about taking care about pilar and then with Dennis's dumbass. So I was like, she kind of had, and then she like, I think she kind of alluded to working. Cause she was like, I have dish and other things, which I was like, Ooh, at the time were you filming um, Bravo chat room? Because I think I, I've said this before, but I think she's like an executive producer on that. Yeah. Like, Isn't Bravo chat room like filmed currently, like right now. Is it? So, if yeah. I was, I was seeing it as like, maybe she was like, what works. does it mean to like, yeah executive True. produce are you just giving the money or do you have um to, no she could have come, some say you come up it could with be, the, the theme or like the whole premise of the show or whatever it could be both she she can have some say or she can strictly just give the money and that's, that's but, um, um different 
what did you think about her talking to her mom and Pilar was like not in the mood I don't know if she, she was, was like, not tired she was crying maybe she's also just like needy because she hasn't seen her um because I was just like oh um and then on top of that Dennis is a whole other kid I mean I haven't like I told you I'm not all the way fully caught up like I'm barely like starting season 10 season 11 I think but um Dennis, from what I've heard, Dennis is a whole other child she's got to take care of. So, yeah. <laughs> poor thing. So I was just like, girl, but I I hope she's not feeling guilt. Like, I mean, um, when PJ grows up, it's like she's going to see that her mom was doing everything she could to make sure that there was justice. So it's like, and it adds on to her daughter's legacy too. So I don't, I don't think she should feel guilty. If anything, she should hire more help. So that way she could... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, which no. which surprise like i saw this recently with trisha pages and they kind of oh. um and she's not the best person to talk about but point is they she was having a conversation on her podcast with um i believe it's her brother's her boyfriend's brother uh-huh. and she made a comment like oh people shouldn't have help people shouldn't have nannies if i had children i would be there as much as i could i wouldn't be at work so i'm uh-huh. like would people look at Portia sideways if she had help, if she had more than just her mom and her sister? I feel like that would be another, True. that's another layer to be like, you don't love your daughter? Why aren't you with your daughter? It's like, you can never, Which is can, funny. You never can please people. Because Kenya can have like 500 nannies, but that's another uh, story. <laughs> oh no. Facts. <laughs> but um, let's just move on. So after that, we see Candy. It's like a short scene. We see Candy, her mom, her husband, Todd, and Ace and Riley comes over and she officially graduated Todd gave her a stack of money. How much money do you... I was waiting for producers to, you know, input the little tag and be like, how much he gave her? And he how just, much, he how just goes, to start you off. To start you off with what? I think he gave her a good, like, thousand. I was going to say, like, a thousand. Because that was a huge chunk of bills. And he probably gave it to her in 20s, maybe. That's why it was so huge. But because if you think about it, a thousand in cash, like, if you just did hundreds, it wouldn't be that much. But, True. like, if he did 20s... And I was like, start her off with what? what do you mean like she's going to new york whatever like, her um, dad's gonna be her dad's gonna be paying no, if her dad's paying which my sister had some negative thoughts she's like my sister does not like riley she's like this girl seems spoiled she doesn't want to really her dad, but she wants her money and i'm like well that's the least you could do like exactly like, but you're acting like candy's poor blah, blah, blah. i'm like but still that's her money and if the dad's a broke or the dad is being a bum bitch and he doesn't want to help out his daughter like he's never been there for her so why not help out with money at least riley actually seems like one of the few housewife kids like not even just atlanta but in general who doesn't seem spoiled to me or she doesn't seem like she has a bad head on her shoulder or something like she opinions. we'll see what the future (laughs) holds um after that, we kind of see this is where the chunk of the episode was at. So we see Kenya, Marlo, Latoya, Cynthia, and Drew hang out. The minute that Drew walks in, Kenya calls her a stray and she says, Where does Cynthia get all these strays? Which oh, let me just finish everything and then we'll get into it. They talk about her Achilles heel, how she hurt it. Latoya says that she doesn't care. She wanna get she wants to get some wine. She stands up and leaves. She says that she doesn't like her because of her character on the game. Just a bunch of nonsense. Let's start off with the comment. She has a cat on her head or she has an animal on her head. I was like, you're a bitch. And then for her to be like, I don't care what you have to say. I'm going to go get wine. Like, girl, you just met her. Calling her a shit. I was like, this is uncalled for. I was just, okay. This is where with Latoya, I just could not get behind her because I was just like, you're obviously putting on a show. You're obviously trying to be the one 
like you know you're on tv so it's like you're trying to be the one that's like i'm gonna go get a glass of wine it's like it's not funny to like it's not funny to like when you just met this person me interrupting everybody in my life but um it's not funny that when you just met this person you're purposely interrupting them like it's not something that you're subconsciously doing. It's something that you're actively doing. Like, you're, um, I'm going to go get a glass of wine. Uh, she looks like a stranger. Uh, what's with the cat? Like, shut the fuck. <laughs> like, it's so unnecessary. This is, I knew this is why you're getting, this is why you're getting along with Kenya. Like, this is, she's being bitchy for no reason. And I know people exactly. have, have their feelings on when a guy calls women bitches. But I mean, mm. I feel like she was acting like a bitch. And then not only she that. She was acting bitchy she drew responded yesterday she was like tweeting and i stand her she said the definition of a stray not in the right place separated from a target my family is all under the roof girl you good (laughs) obviously talking about kenya because as we know kenya has some relationship family problems so you want to check yourself before you wreck yourself (laughs) oh um i'm pretty sure no offense like to kenya but i'm pretty sure kenya knew obviously they all know when they're going to get a new castmate but I'm pretty sure Kenny at like looked into Drew and that's why she just doesn't, she doesn't like her immediately from looking at her. She's like, this is a competition. This is my competition. Like, people said it best. They're like, Kenya is intimidated by people whose resumes are better than hers. I mean, exactly. we saw it with Kim Fields. Now we're seeing exactly. with Drew. Um, the little like exchange that I thought was hilarious. I'm sorry. Marlo, it was just, she's the winner. <laughs> she's the MVP of this episode because Latoya and her are like getting cheese or something. And she's like, you cannot trust Kenya. You can like take advice from her, like the way you pronounce certain words, but you can't trust her. She'll take everything you say and use it against you. And then she said some, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but she said some like, Kenya can't keep a man even if Jesus paid her to. Yes. And I was, I was rolling. I was like, no, Marlo. No, I was like, Marlo. I love Marlo, but it, like, it's just to me, I'm like, this bitch always should go below the belt. I love it, but I hate it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> Like, you as, are. Far, as far as like drama we love it because it's that's what exactly. we want to go for but as far as like real life it's like you probably should i'm like that. is this why she doesn't have a sometimes i think is this why she doesn't have a peach because but then i think but kenya has a peach and she always goes below yeah, the belt so the indiscretion there i don't know it's like who's the producers who's making decisions i don't know um another <laughs> comment by, that was made by marlo that made me die was as soon as drew was kind of introducing herself and they talked about how they're running in the same circles allegedly even though i don't know what circle kenya's running in because as we saw she's doing no running whatsoever she's gained i don't know how many pounds in covid Stop. but um <laughs> Marlo was like, oh, you work, right? You have a job currently. And she's like, yeah, I'm currently working on. And she's like, you need to get uh, Kenya some gigs. You need to get her some jobs that are updated. And I'm sorry, like, Marlo, can you please, (laughs) for my birthday, December 30th, it's coming up. Can you please unblock me on Instagram? No, she has you blocked. Yeah, I probably, this was probably like maybe two years ago when I was being a hating ass hoe. Yeah, you are a hater ass. Marlo, oop. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Fuck you. I state facts. But um, yeah, that was probably when I was like talking shit about Marlo. Because if you look at the past, Marlo hasn't she, always yeah. been the best. I think it's season 11, I believe, where she kind of does like a 180. Yeah, she has to grow on you. And when, when you get to that season, I'm sure you'll you know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, after that, they go outside and they're basically all there to do wine testing because Marlo. I mean, see, look, I'm, I'm just infatuated with her. I'm just saying her name. <laughs> Cynthia's going to be um, taking new wine to sell. And she's um, including all black owners, which we love that for her. 
she they start talking about what do they talk about i don't even know um they start about their marriage and then kenya goes oh so let's talk about your wedding when is it gonna happen and blah blah blah. and she's like let's not get into it because it's always changing blah blah blah. and then latoya i don't know this is like another moment where i thought latoya you think you're being funny but you're just being Mm -hmm. annoying she goes oh no i'm just waiting on my invite and cynthia's like i just met you we don't know you what are you talking about oh god it's just it's too much um then they get into the whole situation with the separation separating what's your definition because drew talks about how her marriage is kind of rocky at times she brings up the fact that her husband ralph has was actually i believe she said the week they started filming the week before that yeah that her man left for three days which they later get in they later on get into it but um they're gonna have like this argument about what separation what it means Mm -hmm. who did who do you agree with what are your thoughts on separation and separating breaks if you will Okay, separations, when you're married, separations to me, if I was to separate from my husband, it'd be like, okay, we're separating because either A, we want to work on it, or B, we're separating so that we could get everything in order so we can divorce. So if it's A, where we're going to work on it, I would expect it to be, we're still loyal to each other exclusive. But if it's B, where it's like, clearly we're just separating. So we can get paperwork in order, money, financial issues in order. I'm going to be dating other people while we're separated. If it's B, like if we're already going to divorce. And maybe it's because I've never so been in a relationship. And obviously if I haven't been in a relationship, I haven't been in a marriage. I'm not going to know. Exactly. But to me, we're together or we're not together. There's no separation, separating. Yeah. There's no process. If we're going to get a divorce you i'm not gonna kick you out of the house if you want to yeah. say well we're gonna go through like deal with everything obviously i you know demand some respect you're not yeah. gonna get some guy and be fucking um, in our fucking bed but to me i feel like there's no separating separation it's yeah we're together until we're not and until yes. that paper is signed in the court and the lawyer the judge says you are no longer together then you can do whatever the fuck you want and now that i think about it true i would never get with someone who's just separated like if they say oh yeah i'm separating from my wife it's like then you need a divorce her before we get together <laughs> yeah, yeah, then then talk about to it, me yes. when everything is signed so i get delivered you. but um i yeah i didn't understand that whole thing where she was just like yeah we live in the same house but you know i'm fucking somebody on the side and you know i'm letting them come into the home with my kids or so like or, then she, goes, on, she or goes on to say oh yeah in a year we'll get back together it's like yeah, okay so you guys both to me. Con- you guys both came to the um consensus or whatever you want yeah Yeah. in a year we're gonna fuck around you do who you want we'll do this and then we'll get back together it's like so it's clearly like no are you guys an open marriage then like exactly that seems like you guys are just like you guys just don't want to be monogamous like exactly so i was just like um interesting anyway i was like latoya was off latoya reminds me of the type of people who go like um I don't hang out with guys because they're, I, I hang out with guys because they're less drama or something. She reminds me of those, and I can say that because I'm a woman, okay? Um, but yeah, she reminds me of those type of girls like are like, I don't hang out with guys because they're, or I hang out with guys because they're less drama. And it's like, no, baby, guys are even more drama. Like what? It's so just, she just gave off that vibe. Where it's just, like, just off of the first episode. The so like, this is just the first episode. We could change our minds. We might end up hating yes. Drew. We might end up loving Latoya, but exactly. chances are that's probably not going to happen. But um. <laughs> After that, Kenya goes inside and she talks to Cynthia about her situation, which is her marriage or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. She talks about how she's going to be possibly filing. And 
like I don't get it. At times she seems super happy and super positive about her marriage. And other times she's happy and positive about it ending. And maybe she's trying to make the best of the situation. I really don't know what to take from her and the way she talks about her marriage. Like I, yeah, she's, she always seems like she's, uh, well, her and Giselle are friends. So maybe they come up with their own storylines together, but um, she always just seems like she doesn't know what character she's playing or something. Like I'm like, even though she's not supposed to be playing a character, she's supposed exactly. to be her authentic self. But it it sometimes seems like she doesn't know if she's supposed to be playing the victim that day or if she's not like. And I'm just like, girl, get your story straight. Get your get it together because which you I obviously feel like, don't know. <laughs> which I feel like then it just makes it easier for the other women at the reunion to call exactly, you out on your bullshit. It's a mess. But um, and she's the, like, they're picking on me. The last, exactly, victim. Is she related to Candace? Um, <laughs> after that, the last scene is Drew and Ralph. So the, I believe they're celebrating their anniversary, right? Like that's the day of. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're having dinner and they're just kind of talking about the relationship, how far they've come and what, they, what they're forward, like what they're looking forward to in the future. Um, ugh, I think it was Ralph who kind of brought it up and was like, yeah, let's talk about the things that we could improve on. Let's talk about the problems. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> dancing around the three day situation and they argue for like 10 minutes. She basically has to like beg him to, you know, for him to say where he was. And he finally reveals that he was in Tampa, which they're in Atlanta. I'm not about the world <laughs> geography, but can you tell me how far they are from each other? Because what? Bitch, I don't even know how far they are. But she she explained it. She goes, you're telling me that you drove four beaches to get to, to like, when there's obviously a beach right here. So don't say you went to Tampa to go to a beach. So <laughs> because, I was just like, because that's I was like, trying to figure it out. That's his whole thing that I was at the beach. You know, exactly. I was at the, I was the, uh, the ocean. And she was like, like, what beach? Exactly. I don't know. What? I was uncomfortable. It I was like, I don't like, want to be a It's super sketchy. And then on top of that, she then mentions mentions in her confessionals that he's like big brother. He has cameras everywhere. She realizes that one day she went through, I believe it was his phone. She found mm-hmm. a picture of them, of mm-hmm. their family while he wasn't there. I think it, it was, it happened in one of those three days that he was gone. She then like asked him like, Hey, did you take this photo? He's like, I didn't. Let me look at your phone. He takes it out, shows her the picture is magically deleted. It doesn't exist. It never existed. And this is where she's kind of fed up. She storms off. She slams the door. She goes to her room. And you kind of just see her. It's kind of sad to watch this because she's having like a mental breakdown. She's just breaking down and losing it. How did you feel? I know I felt like I was devastated. It's like, really? This is your anniversary? And like, you're crying? Exactly. I was just like, why? To me, I was like, why did you bring it up? Why are you saying that you want to talk about things you guys should improve on? When it's like, you know what she's going to bring up. You know what she's going to talk about. And I just felt icky, especially like not even then when he was like, I can leave for three days and you don't have a right to ask me where I've been. And where he tried to bring up the fact that um, he's a man and he was like, well, you don't know. You don't understand like my point of view as a black man. And I was like, I was like, there's no correlation. Which I know Ralph? damn I well like, if, no there was, if there's black men watching it who are respectable and aren't rude like that saying, sweet, like, don't put us in a box. <laughs> don't. That's not it. Exactly. Like, it's like, I don't go to Tampa for three days. So I was very confused. I was like, what? And he was like, you don't get to ask me where I've been. And I was like, yes, she does. And then on top of that, when you find out, when us as the audience find out that he like has cameras in the home to watch them. It's like, 
So how come you can do everything under the sun to control her, but she can't ask you where you've been when as husband and wife, you should tell her where you're going, what you like, she's not controlling you. She just needs to know you're the father of her children, idiot. Like, I was it, just, took, it took I me a second be, to realize like when I was watching it, I had to tell my sister, I was like, wait, these are cameras unknowingly. And she's like, yeah, yes, she wasn't aware. And that just made it worse. And then on top of that, before all of this went down, they kind of, she kind of asked like, here's to, she was cheering. She's like, here's to the next whatever years. And here's to this. No, she said, here's to the seventh year and our wedding. And he's like, mm-hmm. wedding. And it's like, are you doing this for a storyline? Or do you not realize how you're coming across? Like, and on top of that, you don't get any confessional. So what you say now is all we're going to get from you. It's you don't get to get. look. It's not going to be in retrospect. It's not going to be hindsight. What yeah. you say right now is what we're going to get. So it's like. I just, I was like, uh-uh, I feel icky. He's not, he doesn't, I don't have a good look from him. He gave me very much, um. Apollo vibes but like Apollo when he was on his way to jail where he was oh. just like Phaedra Phaedra and I was just like oh my god I, I don't like this <laughs> so Which, it was yeah it was something it was else and the much, last thing I want to mention uh, so we can wrap up is people made the connection they tried to compare it and they said wait can you because when Drew came to Cynthia's lake house or whatever she came to her house and she was like uh-huh. And Kenya made a comment of Drew. She's kind of just cute, but her man, he's mm, mm, whatever. People were like, "Does she not learn with the Phaedra yes. and Apollo situation?" Commenting on people's men, on the women's husband. That's what and I just she doesn't learn. She doesn't learn. I'm like, oh god, Kenya. I was like, Kenya, shut the fuck up. I was like, yes, he's okay. He's handsome, and then he talked about how he has unknowing cameras up in the house, and I was just like, no, that's not cute. Con- Controlling is not cute. Men out there, controlling is not cute, okay? Yes, maybe women do like when, like, you show a little bit, like, you're just, like, a little bit, like, no, like, like I care about you or something. Like, yeah, okay. But don't don't try to control women. I don't know. This is, I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's disgusting. You're disgusting. You have cameras in there. Maybe now I can see why Drew's mom does not like you. Oh, but um, with no. that, I think that wraps up this episode. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, these newbies can continue to bring it. And yes. yeah, we'll see them next week. Daniela, let's get into these white women. Let's get into these, Salt Lake City. These little snow bunnies, these little snow hoes. Okay. So we start off in Salt Lake City with uh, what, how we ended last week, where we were at Mary's luncheon. Real quick recap, Mary, when they all arrived, gave them a gift and asked them if they wanted to play a little game. And the game was to share something about themselves that the other women didn't know. And obviously, we all know when games at luncheons happen, there's going to be some shit to share. (laughs) So we start off with Jen sharing again. And she's saying that, you know, to her, the reason she yells at you is because she's she expects you to be loyal and she's apologizing to Meredith and of course she's offering this apology to Meredith for screaming at her but Mary's confused because it's like why are you not apologizing to me after you just yelled and said that I was a grandpa and effort (laughs) (laughs) and those would be at home it's grandpa motherfucker but um actually no grandpa fucker not grandpa mother like there was no mother up in there so (laughs) Um, Mary just says MFR. She refuses to curse for some reason. And that's when they get into it. And she's like, I don't know. Mary kind of interrupts and she says something along the lines of like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
she was just like telling her, okay, you're, you're apologizing to her, but um, what about what you said to me? What about what you said to me? It's like, that's where I'm going. She wanted to hear her, like she wanted to uh, hear her say some of that love to come to her because it's true. Like you, yeah, you were being bitchy to Meredith, but what about me? You embarrassed me in front of everyone. Like you were rude to me. Acknowledge that. Yes. So then Mary says that, um, yes, she understands where she coming, she's coming from, but her words can be just as deadly. And that's when, oh my God, that's when Jen gets into it and Jen's like, I will say what we're all thinking, but I don't want to say it, but I'll say it. And I was just like, yes, we understand. You think Mary fucked her grandpa. Okay. We understand. The joke is over people. The joke is <laughs> over. Let the mouse go. Um, Which I, let me just, let me point that out. I feel like when people say that and I'm, I feel like I try to avoid saying that I say uh-huh. what people, that's just a way of people who are bitches to feel like they're defending themselves when people yes. say you know what i say you might see it as rude but you know what everyone's thinking about everyone's it. it's like no it. you're being a bitch don't do that and i was like yes everybody's thinking it, but nobody's out nobody else is going to say it because they know it's going to hurt someone's feelings so it's like if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at all dumbass <laughs> <laughs> she's like um mary's like telling jen that no like you don't speak to me and she's like I think I, I hope I got this down right. But she was like, Mary was like, I don't agree with me thinking you say what I would say. I'm just saying as a reminder, um, I'm just saying or something. Sorry. Hold on. Let me fucking read that again. Because again, I think it just says like, I would never say the things that you say. Yeah, you say. Women would say what you say. And, and, then, Jen. and then Jen is like, don't open your fucking eyes at me. Like, which we all, I think that's what makes Mary funny to me when she opens her fucking she's eyes. Iconic, like, <laughs> the way she subtly does these things. And then um, Mary says, I don't think anybody at the table would say the thing you've said, sweetheart. And she like winks at her. And Jen's like, I'm telling you, the reason I'm saying these things is because we were brought up very fucking differently. And she's like, um, she's like, don't wink at me. Don't wink at me. Don't open your, open your eyes at me one more time. And Mary, I don't think Mary, either she didn't hear her or she did and she just did it. And she goes, and she opens like, them again. Mary Nobody can see me fuck. opening my eyes, but. <laughs> yeah, right now she's doing it guys. So laugh. Um, but after that, they kind of just get, I, I don't want to say they, and this is they actually a topic in the next um review which is potomac is she starts getting aggressive she starts getting loud she stands up and it's too yes. much and she's now i'm not gonna use the word aggressive but um, she does like she's jen is obviously like just i don't know how to say it but she's hyping up the situation more than it needs to be like okay like girl let it go and then Oh God, she gets even more offended when Mary just says, don't get ghetto. But don't get ghetto. But don't get ghetto. And I understand ghetto. I understand Jen's point of view where Jen says, you know, ghetto is not a good way of you saying that word. Like, um, you know, you know the meaning of that word. And to me, it's just like, yes, it's not, it's, it can be used in a derogatory way, but I was just like, I was like Jen at this point you're not really doing yourselves any favor you're not really doing yourself any favors like you're really gonna get mad at the word ghetto like and I feel and you can you know have your opinion you tell me what you think I feel like it would be more offensive if Jen was the one calling Mary a black woman ghetto ghetto Ghetto. and hoodlum as Mary did I don't necessarily see how 
her calling her ghetto a black woman that's like I, like you know where i'm coming from yes and this I is understood. not me just trying to defend mary i i'm honestly like mm-hmm. that's how i see it i understood the content like i understood i was just like oh someone getting up and you know telling you that like don't get in my face don't bleed at me <laughs> isn't necessarily ghetto but i was just like i understood where mary was coming from but I was just like, oh, maybe but you see, I was like, you see her going a little bit too, too um, high strung. Maybe don't call her ghetto. <laughs> it is. It's like one is trying to act holier than thou. And then Jen. The other one, yeah. I was over here like. Escalating everything. So it's just, it's too much. With her half up, half down hairdo. Uh, and her and, little faux um, fur, whatever she's wearing outfit, but continue. So Jen, Jen gets up from the table and Mary just starts, you know, bye Jen, have a good day, Jen, excuse yourself from my table, Jen. And Jen gets up and leave, gets up and leaves. And she's like, um, <laughs> she just fucking leaves. And Heather's just trying to like make sure keeping the peace. And I was like, Heather, just let your friend go. But I understood why she went to go get her because she just wanted to make sure that everybody was okay with each other. And I was like, Heather, honestly, like we want good TV. Don't help them. <laughs> but here's the thing. I also saw it as like either she's trying to, you know, fix the situation but also she was being a kiss ass this is not the first time we've seen heather kissing her ass being like, no kissing you Jen's do ass, want exactly. her here if mm-hmm. mary is saying i don't want this woman here that's her saying i don't want her here i think what would be better is if they had a one-on-one conversation where everyone else's opinions and thoughts yeah. get involved but it's like heather stop sucking her dick it's gonna be okay exactly she's trying she's obviously trying to like just make sure that jen knows that she's there for her which is like no it's okay girl so hold on let me let me rack my notes really quick and then heather goes to get her they come back inside and heather i don't know about you this was my random funny moment when they come back in and heather's like i got jen to come back and mary's like why are you telling me uh Oh no, she does not give a damn. She doesn't she give a does fuck. Not. She was just like, okay. Like, and then Myers to me why. And Jen's a little bit calmer when she comes back in and she's like, Mary, I wouldn't be here if I didn't care. And everybody, to me, everybody minus Meredith, obviously, which I'll get to Meredith in a moment. I was very confused about where she went, but um, everyone seems to back up Jen on this. Like, yeah, she's only here because she cares. And I was just like, you guys, if you guys react to her this way every time she gets like disrespectful to somebody like saying that you know um they're a grandpa fucker and um she's telling them to like respect her don't open your eyes at me like that or something if you kiss her ass every time she does that instead of holding her accountable she's gonna keep doing it like this only feeds her ego exactly she's an adult i'm pretty sure she and if she doesn't understand then Maybe you don't want to be her friend. I don't know. Maybe you guys, like, do I need to go, like, do I need to speak to you like you're my children? Like, what? You guys are exactly. fucking, it was just too it. much. So, um, before I move on, after they fucking, because at this point, the lunch is over. Where the fuck did Meredith go? Or am I stupid? Honestly, I think she, <laughs> she was, just got li- did she go somewhere? I honestly don't remember. I don't I, even I thought remember she where was she just went. sitting there and she was, you know, living by her motto. I'm disengaging and I'm not going to involve myself because. No, at one point she was not at the table. Like, I think it was when Jen came back and. Oh, no, you're um, right. Because then Whitney spoke up and she was like, I get you, Mary. I get mm-hmm. you. Let me, let me finish. You know, I'm not 30 and you're an old yeah, bitch, whatever, whatever. Like... Um, She probably was Ugh. like, this is too much. I mean, we've seen it before. Meredith doesn't give a fuck about the drama. So she probably just Meredith's left. like, you guys, come on. It basically, like. <laughs> 
I love her, but it, my funny random moment was as soon as she left the second time, a uh, Jen, I think it was Mary's like, and, and give me those AirPods and, and give me the AirPods. <laughs> give me the AirPods. Yes. No. I was like, like, yes, no, sis. You just spent all that money. Get it back. So, um, yeah, Mary's just like, to wrap up her luncheon, she's just like, I didn't know I wasn't allowed to interject. And it was like, girl, you set the rules. You said nobody should interrupt, but you interrupted because you just wanted the apology from Jen. And then Heather calls her hypocritical. And Mary's like, I'm not hypocritical. You have many faces. She's calling Heather two-faced. Which and I can that's, see. I, I agree. I, yeah. Well, not two-faced like to that degree where it's like, I'm going to go whisper in your ear. More like, not even two-faced, more like um, she is the puppet and jen is the puppet master i know i don't like it when people say that about people being friends like they're friends like no but to me this is very clear heather is jen's mouthpiece and that's that that. (laughs) and um that's basically jen's uh mary's end of her luncheon and she's just like calling them she's just at this point she's kind of not not fighting with them but it's obvious that they're gonna back up jen and not mary so she's like just by barking at all of them she's like i don't want to do this around walter he's very upset right now the whole walter said poor walter and then jen was like i know him too he's not like and arturo i know like i'm so over like they're children they're petty and it's like like, you guys are doing too much so stupid so before we go before we move on then jen for some reason before mary's luncheon is over brings up another comment that Mary had made a while ago about 7-Eleven, about how she doesn't like to go to 7-Elevens with Black people in front of them because um, they scare her. And I was just like, I was like, oh my God. And then Mary, of course, backs us up in her confessional by saying, convenience stores and hospitals, I'm afraid of them. (laughs) I was like, no, I was just like, no. Now you're not gonna like me. You're not gonna like this opinion before I move on. But to me, it seems, it does seem very much I'm, I'm not saying this because of Jen, but it does seem very much like Mary thinks of herself as better than other Black people. Do you get me? Like, if she was on an all-Black cast, like Atlanta or Potomac, you know she would be, like, the type to be like, Monique was very, very yeah, ghetto and for a hidden which, Candace. I'm just going to quickly go over it, but I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you follow people on Reddit, but I was on Reddit on the Housewives subreddit, and Mary is currently getting exposed. Her Ooh. church is fraudulent. Yes. There was tapings. I don't know if you heard of her being like, you poor people, you need to get more money. And Yes, I saw that. It's just, it's too much. It's just, I don't know. I was gonna, yeah, I was actually gonna bring that up at the end of the episode because I was like, what do you think about your girl Mary? But I mean, it's like, I love her as a TV personality. Do I see her as a good person? Yeah, probably not. This is why you're gonna, you're gonna be surprised, but this is why I don't follow any of them on social media. I don't, any news that I get is either from you or I look at it myself, like I'm on my explore page. I don't follow any of them on social media simply because they are all nasty on social media. (laughs) They can all become nasty, okay? So I don't need to see that. I will, if I want to see it, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll be like, mm, okay, I want to see this bitch tweeting away. But that's literally the only reason I do not follow them on social media is because the image I have of them on the show, I don't need to see them getting in Twitter fights. Maybe <laughs> well, that's I why do. I am on I do, Twitter and Instagram because I want to see the unedited, the real. True, know, the real people. No, but... um. I saw that and I immediately thought of you, but I could have told you that from the beginning because any pastor 
I mean, and I'm saying this, I'm Catholic and we already know, oh. I mean, we already know what um, is happening up in Catholicism. Okay. And I'm not going to bring that up, but <laughs> pastors, they are known like big churches are known for like embezzling. So I could have told you that from the beginning, but because I was like, oh, it's just got Gucci. Like who's funding this? Who's funding all this? Oh. Where are the businesses? What are the side businesses? <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> no. Is that so, true? I mean back to the sorry back to the show um then we move on we go to lisa she's throwing a birthday party for her younger son which um apart from that what did you think of when she was talking to her husband lisa was talking to her husband about meredith and seth i didn't i don't know i was like why are you talking about this right now shouldn't you be celebrating your child she like she needed to be like she's all involved talking about her friend's like marriage meanwhile her her son is trying to you know celebrate he's trying to turn eight her husband did not give a fuck can i say he was just like oh they're separating that's a and i'm getting that vibe i told my sister i don't think i think out of all the husbands in any franchise he's the most I don't give a fuck. He reeks. I don't give a fuck. He just doesn't care about the drama. He doesn't care about the TV show. He's just trying to live his life. He's like, we're on here? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that if we get to see the husbands, like, at the reunion or something, we're not going to hear from him. Like, he obviously does not care. And I'm just like, um, sir, at least act like you care. Or (laughs) um, at least act like you care about your wife getting, like, a piece of the limelight. But, um. Then we move on and we see Heather and her son, her son, her daughters, which, um, oh God, we meet her daughter's boyfriend, Jaden, Jordan, I don't remember his name, but I don't know about you. I was very, I was like, what? who is this teenage boy what the fuck is this i was like ew as soon as the scene came up where he walked into the house with his stupid hat and his ugly hair and he was like what's up to the to heather the mom yeah his girlfriend i was like oh that's right i'm watching a white family this is a white tv show because i don't know about you but i know damn well if you are a person of color you were not gonna. I mean, I saw it as rude. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" Taking He's like, "Hey, what's hat. up?" They're like, "Are you yeah. to them making out?" And then her previous relationship, you know, to each their own. Raise your kids, tell you how you want, but I don't want to be talking to I my was, daughter in the future mm-hmm. about how she makes out with her boyfriend. That's just me. I don't know. I was not about it, and I understand. Yes, very much so. We should be open about sexuality with our children, to an extent. And I was just like. Heather, what the fuck? Like, why are you talking about them making out? Or why are you talking about how you're going to be home late? Like, and I was like, no one, no, let's pause. I was like, put a cork in this because we do not need to see this. Okay. Is this and again, white people me, culture? Because call, exactly. Call me insensitive. Is this a white people thing? Because this ain't it. I'm not about that. Like, yes, obviously, you should talk about sex with your children so that they know what to expect and they know, you know, to be um, safe, basically, is what I to need to safe. tell them. I don't need to. But I'm not going to be there telling. I don't know. To me, it was kind of like, are we about to get another scene with you showing her how to like fucking suck dick with a banana or something? Like, <laughs> I was very much. I was like, oh my god, like what is happening? Maybe that's just me. Honestly, you guys could call me a prude because I kind of probably am. But um, I was just, I was like, what? Why are you talking about making out with your boyfriend and burning your mom? It was very uncomfortable. I was. I felt icky. I was like, mm-mm, no. And on top of that, she's underage too. So it was like, nobody needs to be watching a conversation oh, about this young girl's um, 
active PDA with her Which boyfriend. Then the younger sister was there, and she's like, "Sinners, we don't Sinners. go to church." I'm like, I was like, keep no. in mind, this is from the same lady who a couple episodes ago was crying to Jen, being like, "I'm the perfect. I need to be the perfect Mormon I wife." Be my the daughter, time girl, exactly. I was like, maybe Lisa did have a point. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. Comment. So then we see. um Moving on from that icky scene. Then we see Meredith picking up Seth. And we all know that they're um, going through a separation. And I don't know about you. Seth immediately, he got in the car and he was just, it was just, vibes were off. It's like, you guys, you guys are obviously not in a good place. And obviously last time we saw them together, they were on a date. That's where we all found out they were separated. But um, this time around, he's coming back from Ohio and, um, immediately when he gets in the car he's like remind he's like telling meredith this is the first time you're picking me up from the airport and i was just like dude if you want to be like in a good place you literally don't have to be passive aggressive like that like what is this like what is happening and maybe it's like i always think of it when specifically when i watch these shows and these kinds of movies where that storyline or that plot because that's that's a reoccurring theme we see it in every movie where the husband is a dick or someone's being passive aggressive in a relationship and it's like Maybe because we're on the outside looking in, it's like you could have not said that comment. You could, yeah. you could have just avoided this whole problem and the whole situation. But I, I don't get it. It's like he wanted to pick a fight, and that's what he exactly. got. Exactly. And you know what's funny is to me, it seems like Seth wants. Sorry, I'm like about to burp. <laughs> um, Seth, it seems like to me like Seth wants this marriage to work a little bit more than Meredith. I don't know about you, but. Um, it seems like he's trying to, he, it seems like Meredith has one foot out the door. It's like 80, 20%, in. honestly, yes. 80, 20. But he seems like the one that keeps picking and picking and picking the fights. And I'm just like, dude, and this isn't just because I like Meredith, but it's clear that he's the one who's like the most passive aggressive. I don't, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but what's like, what's your opinion? on No. That? Yeah. I definitely like, here's the thing. I, I always like when I, now from now on, when they, I see them on the screen, I think of, that alleged they're in open marriage this is not for storyline so i don't know what to believe at this point but i do mm-hmm. kind of get the feeling that either meredith has a side piece or she doesn't exactly. really care about um her man or it's just it's hard to believe anything i don't know exactly i was just like yes girl we we understand you're disengaging from the drama with jen but don't disengage yeah, with don't disengage husband. from your marriage sweetie <laughs> i was like girl at least put a little bit of effort but after even that passive aggressive comment where he's like this is the first time you're picking me up from the airport it's obviously still like the vibes are just off and he starts talking about ohio and how is she gonna move to ohio and obviously meredith's like no like i'm not moving to no motherfucker like motherfucking ohio like in the middle of nowhere hell no and he um she's currently in salt lake what i mean exactly what even what's like Maybe I don't know geography, but it's like, yeah, I'm like, uh, you're on the better. West Coast, but like, mm, anyways, um, what I got from that scene, like, what, like, I, my thoughts on that are like, didn't she previously already move to Salt Lake because of his business? And exactly, now, excuse me. And now that she's established with her jewelry line and whatnot, her storefront, exactly. you want her to move again? Like, come on. And we've already, and we're finding out little by little that they've, in a majority of their marriage, They've been moving over and over again because that's his job. I I didn't really understand it, but I guess he goes out to find like, um, I don't know, discount stores or discount retailers so that they could like sell to, I don't fucking understand. This is why people jobs, but. um, (laughs) I was like, somehow I feel like he's scamming someone, but I didn't. Exactly. Yeah. Somehow there's, there might be some embezzlement there, but. um, Exactly. I was, I was just like, what? 
what is stopping you from moving to Utah? Like, yes, you can still travel, but what is stopping you, Seth, from moving full-time to Utah? Yes, it's obvious Meredith is only giving 20%, but <laughs> if you're, you want to make it work, maybe she's giving it 20% because maybe she's the one in the marriage who was always giving it 80 and now that they're settled, you know, we don't maybe know the full story. he has a small dick and she's not getting that good pipe and that's Ooh. what she's one foot in and one foot out. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Meredith, Stop. Um, I'm kind of into older women and God blessed me. And Maybe she's not into younger men. Um, I'm sorry. Maybe she's not into younger men. Anyways. Everyone knows um, about Anyways, moving on. Anyway, so yeah, Seth is like, so where you live is more important than who you live with. And I was just like, oh, Seth, that's not what she's fucking saying. Like, stop picking a fight. Like, it's obvious that she wants to live with you. And she, well, actually, no, it's not that obvious that she wants to make this work. <laughs> But it's like, um, I was kind of, yes, I'm rooting for them, but I was getting annoyed at his whining. And I was just like, dude, honestly, like if you're not helping your case, if you're just whining and picking at her, maybe you should be like her and just seem uninterested. So that uh. maybe she could seem a little bit more interested. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, obviously after that, next time we see them, he's already packing back up to go back to Ohio. And I was just like, weren't you just getting there i don't know she's like maybe having a little space isn't gonna be it is yeah she's like like, maybe having a little space isn't bad and i was like didn't you just get here (laughs) was that just me no i mean i took it as maybe like three days went by i don't know power of editing who knows (laughs) yeah power of editing but i was just like um anyways again i'm definitely rooting for them but something's not adding up and I'm pretty sure it's like you said, she has something on the side. She has somebody, someone on the side. Probably a little, yeah, actually maybe like a little young yoga instructor or something. Oh. Or fitness trainer. It's always the fitness trainers. Anyway, we go back to Mary. She's having dinner with Heather. And um, Heather wants to have dinner with her because, you know, she wants to set it straight that she does not have two faces. Okay. She's one face Heather. And um, one face, two chins. Please. <laughs> That was not nice, honestly. I have two chins. I have three, but, four, five chins. You're like, I can say it because I... Yeah. <laughs> okay, T, yeah, I'm fat. I can cosplay up. T, yes, you skinny people cannot call us fat, but we can call each other. <laughs> so anyway, um, fucking, this is another... I just think of you every time I think of random funny moments. But um, this is another funny moment is when she was like, um, I'll get still water because carbonation hurts your ovaries. Oh my God. Like, and I was the like nonsense is stupid. She's I was like, this this be this bitch is a who? Like this bitch is a character. And um when Heather and Mary are talking, Mary just says, you know, Jen seems to be triggered by what I have. And um I feel like she's not used to it because of my color. And then she's like, my color, my style, my me. And I was like, what? I was, I was like yes very much so i think she hit it she hit the nail on the nose but she hit the nail on the head <laughs> yes the, head, the nail on the nose see i'm fucking i'm drunk over here um i need still water apparently <laughs> i was just very i was like ooh. i was like mary now we need to be careful let's not share that with heather because again, Heather is Jen's best friend. Like, and she's probably the texting away. These women she... are trying to like paint for each other. <laughs> y'all, you need to calm down. It's the first season. We're getting to know y'all. Y'all are doing too much. They are, and while I appreciate it, I am very much like 
you guys need to take a step back this is this is season two it's season one um, and we're talking about racism okay let's not like yeah exactly now we're gonna get into the whole conversation about how jen has said this multiple times because now we're gonna I'm going to move on from their fucking dinner because I don't know. Mary just goes on and on again pointless. about how a lot of the scenes in this episode weren't in. I, it was like boring. It was not. Cause again, Mary, Mary goes into the fact that her grandmother put it in her will for her to marry her step grandfather. I was like, no baby girl, you were groomed. Oh no. She's a predator. And so was your grandmother. And it's obvious that your grandmother was doing some shady shit in her church, in her marriage, in every inch of her business. So, um, we're moving on, and then we see, okay, then we see Mary talking to her husband, uh, Robert Sr., but we also see Jen talking to Sharif, and Mary's telling Robert Sr. that, you know, Jen's obviously jealous of me, she's always picking on me, and Robert's just like, I felt a little bit uncomfortable when Robert was like, do you need a bodyguard? Is she like, I was just like, She's not about to get her ass kicked. Calm down. I was like, calm down, bitch. Like, <laughs> I liked what Sharif did have to say uh, to Jen about how, like, you know, Jen, not Jen, Sharif was like, you know, overall, people are going to make comments like that where, like, they're going to think you're beneath them because of the way that you're acting. But it's like, you need to show who you are. And I was like, Jen, can you just listen to your level-headed husband? Because... You're not winning any points with anybody by blowing up at every fucking luncheon, at every fucking party. So you need to listen to him. Do I agree with Jen and think that Mary is being racist? No, I've said it again and again. Mary is black. She cannot be racist. Can Mary be a little bit prejudiced? Yes. Can she be a little bit elitist? Obviously, we saw that when she called her ghetto for the way that she was acting. But she cannot be racist. I think Jen goes the wrong way and correct me if I'm wrong she goes the wrong way in explaining how she feels as a non-white person in Salt Lake City because she's trying to like equate like her being Polynesian to her being black but it's like no it's obvious just white people don't know the difference between black people and non-black people of color so it's like but that doesn't mean you're black like i think and then on top of that like my siblings like i didn't i I guess i was like i don't want to say i was being ignorant to it or like i Mm -hmm. didn't see where she was coming from because like Mm -hmm. the whole 7-eleven comment i was like why is she getting so bothered but then when she made the comment of well my family's black my kids are black so Mm -hmm. i'm a part of that if yeah i don't want that happening excuse me i don't want that happening to my children Uh, that would hurt me and i can understand where she's coming from I i can understand and see where she's coming from but it's just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how to I think assess the situation. Jen, as a non-Black woman, should understand that her place is not to tell Mary how to feel as a Black woman. But because she is the mother of Black children, she she does have an opinion about that. But it's like, anything other than that, Jen, yes, you experienced racism from the Salt Lake community, but not to the same extent that this is not the let me just say it, like this is not the oppression olympics jen okay we're not going to talk about who suffered most because i think in general as long as you're not white you're suffering so let's just leave it at that jen okay any other comment about hospitals and 7-elevens it's like let's just leave it alone jen let's just leave it alone okay it's obvious 
everything scares Mary. Let's just leave it alone. Oh, no. Not just, money, apparently not. Not being, money, yeah. Not, not robbing money. from people. So I wonder, um, before we move, I wonder if they'll talk about that when the reunion comes along. Like, will Andy bring up that Mary's church does seem a little culty? I hope so, because <laughs> well, if they talked about and we will see and I think it'll probably be like the third part of Potomac reunion, you know, the whole the video resurfaced of you touching someone's ass, Michael. Yeah, he has to this video somehow has to get to yeah. him where she's, you know, talking down at the people of your church and your congregation and all exactly. that. So we'll see. Uh, so that's that on Salt Lake City next week. For some reason, we're going to see two bitches from Vanderpump Rules. I was like, they obviously chose two people from Salt Lake City and put them in the show about Salt Lake City when they have no relevance. <laughs> but that is it. Um, now we'll move on to the crown jewel. Oh, Potomac. God. Are you oh, God. ready? I'm are nervous. we ready? I don't think we are. Let's just dive right in. So the reunion starts off with a throwback. We see like the video package of everyone throughout the years, the five years that we've known these women. And they talk about how far they've come, their wigs, their style, their personality, and how much they've changed. (laughs) Who do you think has changed the most? Ashley. Ashley, you think she was a wild child and now she's like more. Yes. Like I'm telling you certain points in the season where she was like mouthing off to everybody. I was like, that's the Ashley we know. But other times when she, it's because she's a mom. That's why I think she's changed so much because, you know, she's not as, um, I don't want to say it this way, but she's not as confident in like who she is, is what I've seen. I don't know about you, but. Maybe. Um, I would definitely, I don't know. I'm, do I'm actually going to go with them. I think Ashley said it, it was Karen. And I think Karen did change because if I think back to the horrible wigs not only her her style has changed but yes i mean they said it themselves etiquette went out the window the first like word we ever heard from yeah. them in season one was etiquette etiquette if you're not polite yes. if you have manners and i feel like karen now she's talking about her vagina how she's it's talking about getting ready for raise and raise like, dick and how she's gonna suck it or whatever she retired <laughs> her mouth like ooh, that's a whole nother woman like i don't know but um it was interesting to see them all change candace honestly i feel like she regressed is that the word instead of pro like she's not pro like it's not i feel like she changed at the beginning before the fight when you know she wasn't picking fights as much you know she was um she was walking away from fights like at monique's lake house or whatever but then after the fight it was like when she was like just beating a dead horse it was kind of like candace this is not a good look for you you're still acting like a five-year-old so Yes and no, but she's the one who's kind of changed the least, in my opinion. Like, if she has a baby, baby raising baby, because no. Exactly, um, yeah. Then they kind of go into the specifics as far as fashion, specifically Giselle's fashion, taste, no. thereof. She then retaliates by saying, well, I don't know what you're talking, Karen. You wore a fake Fendi jacket, fake Fendi. And I was like, wait. And when they replay that clip of, I think it was the baby shower. Yeah. At Ashley's house. I was like, it, does that say Andy? What? Like, what? The, si- the sip and see. I just, yeah, the sip and see. The and I was like, I didn't even fucking realize that. And then her explanation about why it was Andy. <laughs> was that they altered it to She's fit her. Joke. <laughs> Ma'am, how convenient that at every F, it just happened to be cut out. Like, you're full of shit. This is another incident. Like, this is another example of Karen and her stupid little lies. Like, she lies about a bunch of nonsense. Ugh, exactly. <laughs> so after that, Karen calls out Robin and Giselle for instigating their instigating the massive fight that, Can- that Candace and um, 
Monique has. She says that they were super gleeful. She saw their eyes. She saw their attitude. And they were to blame. Um, do you think they have to take any ownership of that? Do they have to be held? Do, are they supposed to be held accountable for any of that fight? Or is crazy? Um, not both of them. But I think we've clearly seen Giselle does throw fire to the flame when it comes to Candace and Monique. I think to her the enemy of my enemy is my friend. She doesn't necessarily like Candace, but she's going to throw a flame at Candace to make sure that she starts, <laughs> oh, you know, coming no. at Monique. So, is it being messy? That's new. That's a shocker. I know, right? So, yeah, I don't blame them, but I don't necessarily blame Giselle, but I do think she should be held accountable for a little Which bit. She's Which held accountable, all right? So after that, they mentioned Wendy and her time being there. You know, she says she's enjoyed it. Um, they mentioned how Giselle was super welcoming of her, which again i didn't realize it till after like until now when they're talking about it. and it's true yeah. because with ashley giselle was not super welcoming with candace wasn't super it's like where what with about katie, wendy yeah exactly with, with katie we know that she was like off put by her so where do you what do you think changed or why do you think uh, wendy's so special that she was welcomed with open i mind? think with wendy it's because fuck i don't really know i think I was gonna say maybe Wendy's just that likable, but um, we know that's not it. <laughs> I think it was probably because it was again, it was another the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and if I can get Wendy on my side against Monique, or, then against perfect. Monique, yes, then perfect. So I'm gonna have to make sure that I'm welcoming because if she would have been any other way, would Wendy have been on Candace's side the entire time? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's something. That's a what if. Who knows? What if. <laughs> Somewhere in the alternate universe, that happened. Um, then they talk about how she is the first Nigerian housewife and that she's basically royalty. You know, she's famous. She's their mm-hmm. star that when she goes to the markets, they're like, get the goats, which <laughs> not to sound ignorant, but like, what does that mean? Like, give her the best goats? Um, like- yeah, probably. It probably means like, like goats are probably honorable in her culture, in Nigerian culture, or not goats in general, but like giving people things and maybe like goats this are, is a sign like of goats, respect take cows yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying um andy then asks her if she's still a professor and she says yes she still teaches at the johns hopkins university oh, which congrats <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know what else to say any last thoughts on that <laughs> i was like okay i mean maybe because i am ignorant and i don't i obviously don't know the significance of john hopkins university but if I did, I mean, congrats to her. A round of applause, honey. Like, I, I'm ignorant. I'm sorry. We love that for you. Just, we love that for you. Um, After that, Ashley kind of involves herself in that whole situation or that conversation about education and degrees. And she feels that Wendy uses it as a weapon almost, that she is very divisive when she uses and talks about her degrees. And she then says that, the conversation that they had, or I would call it an argument that they had at Monique's lake house or whatever, she initiated it with an, in an aggressive manner. Mm-hmm. And Giselle says that Karen didn't like her from the beginning, that as soon as they left Portugal or Portland, as she would call it, <laughs> she said that Wendy isn't right for the show and basically doesn't want her around. Again, Karen and her lies. She denied it and said, it was exactly. like, I believe it. I, believe I do. It. I believe it too. I think also the fact that she even owned up to the fact that she knew Wendy beforehand, where it's like, yes, we did serve on a board and I was not impressed. And it's like, it's obvious like some, you just didn't like 
you didn't like her off the bat, so you didn't want her. I was like, Karen, you are just as shady as Giselle, where you are also not as welcoming to new people. So, girl, we see you too. Yeah, I I think it all just stems from being intimidated by her because yes, I know I am not going to try to fight with Wendy in an argument or I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to stay here and say I'm at the level that Wendy's at as far as education exactly. and intelligence because, sweetie, the proof is in the pudding. You're not. So for her to see another strong woman, I feel like she's intimidated by that. And it's yes. it's just sad. It's like, really? Come on now. Yeah, I Yes, I don't agree with her using her degrees as like, yes, I'm better than you because I have four degrees. But sometimes I'm like, if I had four degrees, I probably would be like, shut the fuck up. You're not on my level. Shut the fuck up. You're not on my level. You know? So Yeah, I get where she's coming from. And then just to wrap up that <laughs> section, um, Wendy feels that Karen hates her because just like Ashley and Candace, she didn't kiss her ass oh. when she first came to the group, which Again, I didn't realize that until Andy said it. And it makes sense because when Andy, yes. when Andis, when An- <laughs> when Candace and Ashley first came around, they both were like, oh, I look up to you. You're respectable. You're exactly. everything. I live for you. And Wendy was like, bitch, I'm here. And that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe Karen. Yeah, definitely. I think Karen was like, no, honey, you're new. You need to bow down and kiss my boots. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I have four degrees. <laughs> Exactly. Um, <laughs> after that, we see the video package of Candace just basically being nasty and messy in real life and on Twitter towards Ashley. Andy asks, of course, you know, it's his job to be messy, I guess. But shady, Andy, shady. go ahead and <clears throat> Andy go, goes ahead and asks Candace how coffee and love compares to I see you. Of course, Candace's response is it doesn't. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. You will never be Ashley in an argument. I just <laughs> She's just witty. And she's like, listen, sweetie, I've performed it plenty of times with no technical difficulties. <laughs> like I can sing. Don't try it. Candace was like, your vocals are trash, sweetie. Um, that husband that you sleep with at night, he's itching. Go take a test. Like I feel so- I felt and I feel that when you say certain things, you need to be able to back it up, be witty or just. And when Candace says shit, I feel like she's just constantly hitting below the bell. Like your man is itching, go get a test. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Anything and you were probably against- living because you hate Michael. Let's be honest. Yes, I was like, yes. Anything against Michael Darby? I was like, yes, bitch. You say that. I was like, yes, he is itching. I was like, Ashley, I'm sorry. I love you, Ashley. But anytime you are trying to defend your husband, or anytime you are trying to say my husband, my no, bitch. I'm not. I'm team anybody but Michael Darby. He is trash. So I was living. I was like, yes, he is itching. There's bugs in your bed, bitch. So no, not the bugs. Well, hopefully, if there's bugs, they don't get on Baby Dean because no, we stand Baby Dean. Um, after that, so they're kind of just going at it and Ashley's defending herself. And then Robin chimes in and she's like, well, Ashley, I don't know why you're getting so sensitive about it because you were judging me and my parenting style and my family in the past. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's not having it. She's like, listen, sweetie, it's not the same. And then what made it like even more, like I got some satisfaction out of it was that Andy goes, well, think about it, ladies. Is there a double standard? Because Ashley was messy he basically calls her messy and he's like, she was a bitch. She was messy. She was everything under the sun and you guys didn't do anything. But when it came to Candace, she was the exact same way. And you guys all harped on her and you begged for her to apologize to Ashley. And Mm -hmm. they claim that the difference is Ashley apologized when she was wrong. And they feel like Candace never did that. And I mean, do you feel like that's true or do you not? I mean, 
Yes. I think Ashley, I'm telling you, these bitches, the reason they hate each other, Karen and Giselle, Ashley and Candace, is because they're the two sides of the same coin. But the difference is Ashley, when she, when all is said and done and the bitch has already, you know, gone after your family, gone after your dog, gone after your cat, <laughs> she will at the end of the day be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. But then two weeks later, she's going to do it again. But still, exactly. like, at least she apologizes, even though your apology stops meaning something when you keep re- like repeating those actions. But Candace, it seems like, it seems like it's very hard to get the words I'm sorry to come out of her mouth. So I can understand why they all went to Candace and were like, you need to apologize to her because it was like, girl, you've seen the proof is in the pudding. People have already told you, you are wrong. You were wrong for trying to question her getting pregnant. You were wrong. So just apologize and get it over with. And Candace, it was like pulling teeth. She just could not say sorry. So I don't think they were wrong. Do I agree with Karen and say that they should have minded their business? Yes, but that's not going to get us good TV. And we'll we'll get into it a little bit like right now later that, you know, Candace is stubborn. And I think that's what makes her like that makes her so unlikable is that she stands her ground like she's like, I'm wrong and I don't give a fuck. I'm going to stand by it. I called your mom a fucking whore. I don't care. I'm going to stand by it. You it's not my fault that my words hurt you that they hurt you. It's like everyone's telling you that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You could have just like you could easily. I know I've done it where I'm like, I'm sorry, don't mean it, but just for the betterment of the group or the situation, just mm-hmm. to get past it. But she doesn't learn. Let's see how far life. Let's see how far in life she gets with that <laughs> yes. attitude. Um, this next conversation, this next topic, I think we're gonna. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna have difference of opinions, or oh. I feel like it's a sensitive topic. But let's just continue. I don't mean to okay. offend, offend anyone. Let's just start off by you're like especially like you, that. Daniela. Okay, so a fan brought up the issue of colorism. He said, why do Candace and Wendy get called aggressive? Or why do people feel like it's okay for us to call them that? But the rest of you guys don't get that. And is that okay? Wendy says that there are certain words that are inflammatory. And specifically, Ashley uses buzzwords like aggressive and ferocious. She talks about the hate mail and like all the DMs she gets. Monique then tries to defend the situation by saying the words aggressive and ferocious aren't just meant for black women. They're for people that act ferocious and aggressive. Ashley says that if you're saying and doing things to incite a fight, to start a fight, then you're being aggressive. Robin Mm -hmm. says it's important to realize what the value of words, like the value of words that they hold and what they mean. And it's this whole argument. I broke it down. I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) I didn't like how, first of all, I'll start off by saying yes, there is such thing and there is specifically in reality tv i've seen it with other tv shows like basketball wives where there's the issue of colorism do Mm -hmm. i feel like ashley specifically since wendy like called her out do Mm -hmm. i feel like she's insensitive or racist or she's trying to do something of that nature no i think in her situation this is a and she's referring to the fight that they had after meeting i think once when they were at Monique's lake house, Wendy was acting in an aggressive manner. She hadn't met Ashley before. I think maybe once she doesn't know her for her to start yelling at her, talking about her son and then her husband's businesses. And then to later on, bring it up again at dinner and be like, address me as Dr. Wendy. 
She was aggressive. You're standing up. You're shouting at me across the table. You don't know me. You're calling me a fake bitch after what? After your little friend has given you my background information. Like, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it upsets me not only because I'm a, obviously I'm an Ashley stan, but also <laughs> because like, don't that like that, you know, that that's a touchy subject. So why? Yeah. And I feel like it might even be uh, a little extra touchy because Ashley is biracial for for her to bring that up and like kind of paint that narrative on her i didn't Mm -hmm. appreciate it i didn't like it and i'll get into like what monique had to say after that but like it's just it wasn't it wasn't it like i'm glad she brought up this issue because it is true there are fans who think it's okay to be like look at her Mm -hmm. she's an angry black woman look at her she's a bitch look at that black like the fact that she was called the a black bitter bitch like obviously that in that's not okay like i don't know what the fuck is going on through these fans minds that Mm -hmm. i think it's okay for people to like say that but it's just it, I, I like it was hard watching it because it's like that's not what's happening right now yeah. what are you what are you talking about? you're actually gonna be surprised we agree on most on most of it I do I what I like about Potomac is that it's shown us the different shades of um black women that there is because I thought Robin was biracial when I first started. Robin's full black. So it's, you see like um, the different shades, just like when, you know, we're Latinos. So it's like, there's so many different, um, like Latinos, the umbrella, and there's so many different fucking strands of it, you know? So it's like, I appreciate that Potomac has shown us all that. I liked that Andy brought up this question. Did it kind of relate in general to the entire situation that Wendy brought up? No. But I feel like the way certain ladies dismissed the question, um, it didn't sit well with me. I was just like, I think anybody but Candace and Wendy should have been talking about it. And I feel like they just dismissed the question. Ashley like you said, I don't think Ashley was colorist in that point when she was trying to call her aggressive um, because Ashley knows the weight of that word on a black woman. Like um, we we all know that like black women are the most disrespected in the society. So it's like, I don't think Ashley used that word in that way. I don't think she did it to like offend. She's just using it because it's like, you're coming at me aggressively. But overall, I feel like there is certain standards, like, you're going to hate me, but it's like, Ashley and Candace, I say this over and over again, they do the same shit. So why is it always Candace is this, ABC, and Ashley is not like, you know, they're both bitter bitches on fucking Twitter, but only one of them is only ever like, you know, blamed over and over again, which I, oh my God, now I'm kind of like just rambling, but yes, Candace does go overboard at times, but I feel like the fan base needs to understand. And that's like individual beliefs that people need to like work on. But I think people like fans need to understand, viewers need to understand that it's like, 
at some point they're people too yes they seem ugly on tv but they're people too let's not let's not be in their dms like you disgusting person you disgusting piece of shit because you disgust it like let's not be in their dms like that we understand that yes candace can be a little bit i don't okay i'm not gonna say this in in like defense of her i feel like this is what this is how people would see it as or like yes in defense of ashley i think people don't I guess, like for lack of a better term, going deep on her or go as mm-hmm. hard on her. Because when Ashley, you know, I guess for layman's terms, talks shit or like <laughs> states the facts, yes. I feel like she does it in a way where she's not, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like she's, she's not, not, I guess it's not like so based on emotion where well, she's Candace, kind of yes. stating facts or like talking shit. Like <laughs> as opposed to like when Candace, talk shit which Candace is gonna tell you yes get into it right now where she just not only is it below the bell but it's it's like you're talking out of the side of your neck you're not saying anything that holds value that holds purpose like you're talking shit like your husband is itching like what do you it's not (laughs) I think I understand where that no no yeah I understand what you're saying like like the logic isn't there she's crying like at this point it's like girl you're just grasping at straws yes 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 but unrelated to that fact sorry like it's just I felt like they tried to make the colorism issue so minor because it didn't fit what they wanted to say do you get me like like I feel like Wendy could have brought up a different example as opposed to that example where Ashley used the word aggressive because it didn't fit exactly like the whole colorism issue, I felt like if they and had used a different that, example, she said she did it multiple. Like she says, you do that, you do that often. Like you do it lots of times. I'm putting. What did she say? She said something like, "I'm putting a, a warning on you," or have I'm checking. Oh you. yes, yeah. I was like, Wendy, you're not. But it kind of, it did like make me sad that they kind of just dismissed the. Yeah, I feel like question. like did you feel like, like they, they just kind of brushed it off? Like nobody talked about it. Yes, I felt like the only one who actually kind of Robin? answered the question was Robin. I was like, yeah, there's value in words and we they should understand, you know, just like how the white women in other franchises are perceived when they throw glasses and punch each other and throw tables as opposed to Monique hitting Candace in the head. It's like, there's a difference. So even within your own group as black women, there's a difference between the lighter skinned black women and the darker skinned black women, the way that they're perceived by the audience. Because immediately it's like, let's take away like Candace being a negative Nancy. (laughs) Um, There is a difference between Candace doing something as opposed to, I won't bring up Ashley, but as opposed to Monique doing something. Do you get me like, Monique is lighter skinned. So to me, I was like, Monique, you going in and giving your opinion right now when your opinion has nothing like, no. I, I, think, felt like, I think what made the situation even more, like obviously like we said, this is a touchy subject, I can't especially even it, yeah, I can't for us because we're not black. So even listening- Yeah, we're not, we're not black, but especially we're not black um, women. Yeah. Like you guys probably are like, well, you shouldn't say how black women- should feel you shouldn't say why are you giving exactly your opinion on it? so it's exactly. like it's a, the situation itself it's kind of like touchy but i feel like it's it touchy. was touchy for yeah. them to say anything because obviously ashley karen the lighter skinned women don't want to be perceived as racist mm-hmm. or colorist 
exactly trying to defend themselves so it was like i'm glad they had the conversation but i'm glad yes i do get what you're saying like the other women should have probably taken a step back and said that this is not okay you shouldn't do that because like we always we're the first ones to say you guys have a platform use it for good i did like now you're saying it they could have easily you know said all like bullshit aside you guys shouldn't do this i'm sorry for receiving this i'll do better and take some some kind of accountability because like you're saying it now yes kind of did seem like well i wasn't wrong you're not gonna tell me i'm racist you're not gonna tell me this let's move on yeah that's what i felt like they were dismissing it and i was just like and and it but then it also goes back to andy i felt like andy didn't pose the question like phrase the question correctly because i feel like if he would have said examples aside or um or even given an example himself like a good example where we've seen that happen it's like i feel like the question the answers would have been different but i feel like the way he phrased it also made it easier for them to dismiss it i don't i don't know like that's just like my opinion how like i felt how i saw it i was like andy like you could have also like fucking i don't know phrased it differently because because then they kind of just they, they, they kind of hold they kind of just end that conversation by i believe it was karen who says it's a touchy subject it's a touchy subject and like exactly you just walk away from it which then it didn't even walk away from it because we're still gonna talk about it so then andy asked wendy because she's the one who has to deal with it the most yeah. from what we've seen or that's how we're viewing him he asked her what should we call it then if a woman of color if a black woman is acting aggressively or acting in that manner what yeah. do you prefer we like what do you prefer they call it like what do you want us to say basically and that's when my timer's going off and that's <laughs> wrap it up um, and then that's when monique interjects and she's like ghetto hood rat and i'm sorry i have to agree i don't like how it's like double standards pot kettle black yes. because then she goes well that's what they called me and that's when her defending herself Candace mm-hmm. is like, well, you refer to yourself as Hood. And then Wendy, I'm sorry, this is again, which I don't want to say it makes her unlikable, but it it like I'm at a loss for words because then she goes, Well, which what do we call it? And she's like, Well, there's a plethora of words. There's the dictionary. Wendy, you have four degrees. You are <laughs> super smart, but you can't give me one word that you want to be called exactly. when you're acting in an aggressive manner. Exactly. Like and then on top of that, I, they didn't yeah. like, I don't want to say I'm defending them, but Candace, who is basically on the same page as Wendy, has called Monique a, a bitch. She called her a hood rat. She called her ghetto. She called Ashley mm-hmm. a roach. I'm not going to tell you how you should feel and what you should do and how you should act as a person, but exactly. you can't call yourself a victim and then do those very same things that people do you to your other castmates like to me it just doesn't mm. all seem okay I, am i like talking to a wall that right seemed now? okay that's different okay to me this is this is different ready if ashley and monique were to call candace or wendy a roach or anything that would be colorist to me in my opinion but on the other side where candace is calling monique ghetto and hood rat for hitting her that to me is more like on this isn't like the right word, but elitist more because Candace grew up rich. Candace grew up 
spoiled. So now she's looking down on someone who had less than her. When she calls Monique ghetto, I'm like, you as a rich, spoiled little brat should not be calling anybody else ghetto or hood rat because you're, even if she calls herself ghetto or hood rat, you should not be calling anybody ghetto or hood rat because you grew up rich. You grew up with privilege. However, on the other hand, if Ashley or, Can, or Monique were to use the same words towards Candace or Wendy, that's where it would be a little bit like, ooh, you shouldn't be calling a darker skinned uh, woman than you any type of like derogatory comments like that. Obviously, if they call each other a bitch, that's like different. That's like, to me, that when they call each other bitches or like cunts or like whores or anything, that's different to me. Um, and I can't exactly explain it, but it's just, the categories are different. I'm sorry. Just the way I categorize it, it is different. But I understand the whole Candace, she should not be calling anybody ghetto or hood rat. I don't like it when people say that's so, that's so ghetto. It's like, to me, it's like, you, do you even know what ghetto is? Like, did I know you I, up? and this is not me putting myself on a pedestal because I know I can say ignorant <laughs> things. I probably have said multiple ignorant things on this episode and I apologize. I genuinely <laughs> don't mean to come across I, that way. Yeah. Um, but I know I, I try to avoid using words like ghetto or like there's just certain words that you should know by now that shouldn't be used to describe exactly. things. If you like, know, when, like say what you mean, I mean what you say, don't say, oh, yes. I'm going to say that's so this when I really mean something else. I have a problem with people using the word ghetto like Candace to talk down to someone as if they are not on their level of class or something. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I just don't like it when people do that. However, Monique can call herself ghetto all the fuck she wants. That doesn't give you any right to call her ghetto. Just like, I don't know. Just like we said two seconds ago, the fat thing. I can say I'm yeah, fat Exactly. I could, call somebody, fat I could call somebody else a fat or I could call myself a fat bitch. I could call myself a big bitch. But if someone else were to call me a big bitch, I'd be like, you need to take a step back is what you need to do you know like it's yeah it's not okay and it's just candace don't be calling people roaches that's the exactly it's a double it's a double standard point blank period the question was phrased terribly and it made it easy to dismiss and they like didn't bring up the right correlations to me in my opinion i was just like like this is an issue but you guys just didn't I don't think you guys it computed in your head I was like Robin of all people was the only one to like actually understand what the fuck was happening if you think about it in the end nothing was really resolved I mean at the reunions or anything ever like it's just no let's move on hopefully (laughs) that was a yeah hopefully I didn't offend anyone I I don't okay I'm gonna be honest with you I don't think you did because I don't want to be like Wendy shouldn't say anything. She's like, and it's like. Ooh. But see, you didn't say that. You said so. You said more along the line, like you just, because you were, in my opinion, you were not uh, defending anybody. You were just saying, oh, okay, if it's this way, then why is it this yeah, like, way? I have questions because yes, I do. And you're um, not asking these questions out of ignorance. Like you're not actually asking these questions to be malicious. You're asking these questions to genuinely learn, and that's that on that. And if anybody has anything to say. So after that, they move on to Candace. And after watching all of the amazing things um, that she's done to Ashley and everybody else, they basically <laughs> ask her, so do you have any remorse for the things you've said and done? Oh, God. And she basically says, I use my words very well. And I am aware that sometimes I, I go too far, you know, a bit too far. But 
I'm growing up and I mean, Andy says that, not her, but he's like, oh, well, you're growing up because you're buying a new house. You really want to have a kid. And it's, I don't know. It's just like, she's growing up, but she's 27 years old. Yeah. How, how is it okay for Candace to like, again, maybe this is not the best, you know, example, but (laughs) Monique drags her by her hair, her wig, burn her at the stakes. Candace is calling people roaches and wenches and other horrible things and she can say like she basically took no accountability and that's I think the part that frustrates me I think at the end of the day neither one of them is ever going to take accountability because that would give the other one the satisfaction (laughs) so neither one of them will ever give neither neither one of them would ever give the other one the satisfaction they're always going to be woe is me I was right or woe is me a wine glass was thrown or woe is me she made me cry. She hit me in the head. Like, no. Like, and then to wrap it up, so Dorothy decided to give her a rubber plant. So <laughs> thank you, Dorothy, for that. No. They then, this is just where things turn for the worse. Sad little Giselle did not see it coming, and she was gooped. So they talk about Giselle's relationship with Jamal. He's basically never around. What's up with that? And she says that, you know, like, it's just his schedule, blah, blah, blah. They talk about her shitty home decor, you know, decorations, her stylist. Can she do anything right? In these women's eyes, no. Karen calls herself Ronald McDonald. I oh just, God. and she just went in after that. She said, you know, you talked about La Dame fragrance, but here you have every hue, you know, your manufactured clothes, you know, you're liquidated, whatever that means. And again, this is where I hate to say it, but karma's a bitch. As we've <laughs> seen in the past, Giselle's run her mouth at every single woman and now karma's catching up with her because her business is shitty her man situation is shitty <laughs> her fashion is shitty so Giselle, <laughs> get it together. Called out. she's finally getting called out on it see the whole business situation i was like okay she has a plausible she has an actual excuse about it like covid my manufacturer is closed i'm not going to be selling anything Right there, yes. But then when we get into the whole Jamal situation. So they continue talking about Jamal and their relationship or lack thereof. And Andy's like, well, do you see him? How often do you see him? And she's like, well, I can't see him because of COVID. And I'm not trying to be reckless with, you know, the, the numbers in, in Atlanta are high. And I'm just not trying to be reckless. And I found it so ironic that she wasn't trying to be <laughs> reckless to see her man, the love of her life. But she was reckless to go to Cynthia Bailey's wedding. That's what I said. I just. It, I was like, like What? what? And no, I understand. She also went to protests, but I was like, girl, you were at protests as well with people. Like, you took your daughters to these protests too. And I'm not saying she didn't wear her mask, but it's like, what? You make can it make go to sense. a wedding that has 150 people plus, but you can't go to people. his man's, to your man's yeah. house where there's, anyways. Because it's not her man. <laughs> um facts after that they talk about her her daughters and father have their own separate conversations without her and the dad talking shit and i like this i like to see her scramble because she's like well i'm glad he talks shit because that's his way of caring and if he didn't care he wouldn't talk shit and that just shows he doesn't get like stop trying to flip the narrative she had a lot to answer for <laughs> she had i was i was like girl you have to like give an excuse about your dad and to me it's like she Girl, you need to think on your feet. Like for being as shady as you are, you do not think on your feet as all, at all. Like you did. Like you should have picked up those pieces. You should be like, yes, my father did say that. And you know what? Um, 
I don't agree with him, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't be like, yeah, that's my dad. It's just who he is. No, girl. The excuse does not work. <laughs> it's just, it wasn't looking good. And of course, from that point on, it just keeps going downhill. Fan asks if they see a difference in Giselle now that she's with Jamal. Well, then Karen takes it upon herself to be like, are y'all even together? Because word on the street is it's fake. And he basically just did this to save, save your job as a housewife. And then on top of that, she goes, because I recently heard that he had a baby with one of his baby mamas. And she says, you know, that's not true. Recently, he hasn't had another baby. And Monique, just we stand her. We love her. She said, not today, Satan. I'm going to take out my receipt book. And if you guys are not watching, you need to watch now. She pulls out her binder categorized with, I believe, six or seven tabs, one for every housewife, every rumor, every shade, every little tea that you've heard from these women is in that book. So Monique starts off by saying that when they first announced to the world that they were getting back together, that his girlfriend at the time came out and said that it wasn't real. It wasn't fake. It was just for the storyline. It was for TV. It's all reality TV drama. I'm not in love with Giselle. So then Monique says that the pastor, you know, the girlfriend sent her texts and pictures a long time ago, you know, with him in her bed, with conversations about where he's going to be, how long he's going to be in Atlanta, how long he's going to be in Potomac, where his little tour is as far as his church goes, asking about her schedule, sending dates. Monique is just unraveling. At this point, she's just shouting facts at her, which I'm going to say they're facts because she confirms it, basically. <laughs> um, Andy then goes, how do we know this is real? And then she's like, well, I have the number. Do you want me to say it out loud? And she says the number. And I wanted to cry in this moment because Andy then looks at Giselle and he goes, is this, is this his number? Is this real? And she stuttered for like a good 10 seconds. Dead. This is no, no music, no talking. And she goes, yes, yes, it is. Danielle, when, he, when she said yes, I said, Giselle, I'm sorry, baby girl. That, that's it. That you're over. You're done. How did you feel watching this go down? I was crying inside. okay i loved it yes because drama drama is my life but um i was like oh my i told you off air i was like she's shady but like what the fuck i was like i would never want somebody i was like i'm done i'm done being shady lord like i will not be shady anymore because i would never want somebody to bury me the way that monique just buried her and yes we can say whatever we want that monique's binders extra props are extra props are stupid monique is overrated monique is doing the most to save her job but it's like we cannot deny that what she did that was like raw i was like what the fuck like I'm telling you, I had chest pains. I was like, oh my God, Giselle, you cannot come back from this. Giselle has to do one of two things <laughs> from this point forward. Either A, admit that it was fake. Their relationship was fake and it was for the show, which I don't think she will do because she could get fired. No matter how much Andy likes her, I don't think fans would be okay with her staying. Do you get me? No matter how much she's a fan favorite. Um. Or B, she can play it off and say that she's genuinely hurt that he would that he would do that and then make a show about breaking up with him. But I'm like, bitch, you're either gonna get caught red-handed or you're gonna play it off. Are you gonna be smart or are you gonna be stupid? Like, I don't know. What do you it think? Was just, 
like it I said, the, the dramatic. I mean, doesn't see the, dra- really the drama speechless. in me. The drama in me was like living, but at the same time, it's like, oh, Giselle, Giselle. Like it's sad because, it, like, let's be honest, guys. It's probably fake. This is not. It's yeah. not your relationship. We've been saying it. Well, um, it could be like what we said, where it's like it started off fake, but she's the only one who caught feelings, and he was like, "No, baby, this is a paycheck to me." I just the reason it was even sadder to me is because I think at the end of the day, I'm like, these women are so annoying. It's like, none of your kids are over 18 yet. Stop talking about your kids. Stop talking about your kids and stop talking about other people's kids. Let's not do that. So that's what made it sadder for me was that Giselle's daughters are at the age where it's like, I'm not saying that Monique is out to like ruin the daughters. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, All I'm saying is that Giselle and these women should be more conscious about the fact that these children are in high school, junior high, where it's like, y'all think you're bullying each other. These kids got to be eating the oh, angel no. grace and um, what's the other one's name? Adore. <laughs> Adore. They're going to be eating them alive. I'm that's just like, horrible. I didn't even think about that. That's what's sad to me. That aside, I I don't know if you noticed it, but while Monique is just going in, just slaughtering her, Robin is on the side being like, what's your motive behind this? I I can appreciate her friend standing by your side, but at that point, it was like, Robin shut the hell up and sit the yeah. fuck down because you're not because do- you're about to be next <laughs> you're yeah you're not doing anything you're not doing anything right now sweetie and your tab is next so don't try it and then candace of course being like why are we listening to this is this real you brought a binary and you're gonna read it for verbatim and blah. like candace is she paying you you know how you were talking about <laughs> ashley and how ashley was defending monique and you were questioning whether or not she's getting yeah. paid. are you getting paid because are you getting paid? <laughs> pipe down no one is talking about you she then goes on let me finish it after that monique says that in the text the girl was like i don't think it's a good idea for you to be traveling if you're trying to work on a relationship and that he said no that's fake don't worry about it candace starts deflecting saying that oh look at look at her that's the same girl who was crying wolf when we were saying facts about her she was crying to bravo but now that it's on the shoe is on the other foot she's doing the same thing and it just Monique was not. No one could stop Monique at this point. Chris she, could not stop her. Her mom could. Not, no one could exactly. stop her. She was going in deep. Andy probably wouldn't have been able to stop her. I mean, he's probably like, leaving, so he had no intention like, of stopping her. But what are your thoughts on that? You know, you had something to say. Um, what I will appreciate is that yes, Robin, these women were writing hard for Candid for Monique to stop talking to be like no, 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 and I'm just like you i'm like at the end of the day you have to let giselle fight her own battles like (sighs) i don't know if you caught it but some of the faces ashley made when she was when monique is going in Mm -hmm. calm i don't know there's something of i feel like she low-key was happy about it she's like you know what because let's be honest giselle has talked about michael yes in the past rightfully so because we've said it before he's not the greatest person um i felt like Karen for sure and actually a little bit Karen was living they were getting Mm -hmm. satisfaction in that they're like you know what yeah again she's never gone to that extent but Giselle has gone into everyone's marriage everyone's work life everyone's everything yeah it's like that train finally came around I think for sure the most she's ever gone in on somebody is Karen again like I'm conflicted because I loved it but I also felt just so bad. 
I was like, ooh, like, I feel icky. Like, I feel bad. I feel, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm just, I'm excited to see what like, happens. Let's be honest. If you were, let me see. If you were Giselle's friend in this situation, honestly, how do you think you would react? Would you think to yourself, I better keep my mouth shut or else I'm next? Or are you going to speak up for your friend and be like, stop, this is not it? How no, I would hope that I could speak up like Robin was, like, regardless of if she, the bitch has a tab on me. Because if this is my <laughs> friend, this is my friend. Like, I'm going to be her ride or die. and be like, stop talking, stop talking. I mean, if anything, I would have taken a page out of Monique's book and just dragged her. Like, don't be talking about my friend, you know? But I'm telling you, I don't think Andy would have been able to stop it. I don't think, like, he would have what? edited it out or told it to stop i want to know how many men they had on stage being like shut up no let her speak give her her peace because let's be honest i feel like like the women are not just gonna sit there and take it i don't know how like to me it's kind of hard to believe that giselle just just sat there and took it all like was there editing involved or did she feel stupid because another thing that my sister mentioned was what if she would have lied what if she would have lied and said no that's not his phone number and then they bring up the phone and they call him and he's like hey jamal like <laughs> it's just so many exactly. factors to, so many factors to i'm telling you i argument. think she has one of two she has two options either fess up or be play victim like yeah she has the option to be like no i can't believe he would do that to me like i you know he reached out to me before the season started and he said that he wanted to try and make this work and I was all in and you know but because even I've so, seen him mature but, but even so I feel like if like he since he you know is a pastor he has you know he thinks he has a reputation to uphold even though from what you've heard and seen of him he doesn't have a great one but um I feel like if she were to cry wolf and be like I'm the victim in this he would then just pull out the receipts and be like no no no, sweetie look at this here are the receipts See. of you and then she would just be getting dragged twice so the whole situation's a mess to wrap it up it ends with Monique being like your dad and your daughters don't even like this you're in a fake fraudulent relationship you have a new man at every reunion hopefully he's here to you know, stand by you, Mr. Pastor Holy Whore, which right after this, um, I'm going to go ahead and change my Twitter name to Pastor Holy Whore. Karen then asks, is Jamal coming? And she's like, no, her little, she, like, honestly, she looked like a sad puppy dog. Like, you know, when they say like, oh, we're going to take out the dog back, like on a farm, like take the dog yeah. back out and then, you know, get him sh- like shoot his ass. I <laughs> felt like she was on that way. Like she had nothing for yes. her. She was just, she had hit rock bottom. And then they ended up the episode with, um, Monique being like he's probably currently slinging his big D all over Atlanta right now in his congregation and we just episode ends with the binder and Giselle looking like a sad puppy dog Monique was ruthless I mean do I agree with it no did I find it enjoy like did I enjoy it yes do I think she's gonna read every tab no I don't think she's gonna read do Wendy. I hope I don't she's think gonna she's read gonna, every tab yes I don't think she's gonna read Wendy I don't think she's gonna read Robin She's only coming strictly for Giselle and Candace. And really, I don't even think she was coming for Giselle for instigating anything. The only reason she was coming for Giselle is because of the Cherise thing. And that is it. That is it. That's all. That's like, I don't even think she was coming at Giselle because uh, Giselle instigated the fire or whatever. She's coming at Giselle simply for the Cherise thing. She's like, oh, I 
I have got the time today. If I'm going to be dragging um, hamster face toe, I'm going to be dragging you. Oh, and God. that's it's the like It's so, I hate to even say it, but like I'm split down the middle. Like it sucks, yeah. but I'm happy it happened. But at the same time, it's like, yes. oh God, like this is real life. And then on top of that, if we speak in terms of like the job, because, you know, keep in mind, this is their job. How do you uh-huh. move forward from that, Monique? How do you expect for any of these women to be your friend? How do you expect to keep exactly. your job? Exactly. Like, I don't think she can patch up anything with the four who do not, who did not want to film with her. I don't think they're ever going to be able to patch up. Unless and do you think she can them... stay as a housewife if she's only friends with two of them? Do you think it's yes. possible? Yes. I think going into next season, going into filming next season, Andy Which, has already said. Let me interrupt real quick. Yes. There's probably going to be no, a cast change, but allegedly they're filming in January. It's currently uh-huh. December 14th. Like the season, exactly. season six is coming around the corner. Yes. So I think Andy is going to have to make either major contract changes, like in the way that they have to perform with each other, like, like film with each other or because he's already said he's not going to fire any of them. He's keeping <laughs> all of them. Which... And I don't think he's going to add anybody. That would be eight people. And that's, we're not about that. Like that's going to be eight too many. And, um, so I think he's either Andy or whoever the fuck is below Andy working on, whoever's the Andy on that show, the head, the showrunner, is going to have to enforce that they all film with each other. And I feel like it's just this, what Monique just did is going to set us up for the sixth season where it's like, there's going to be a definite like, this three-person team, Candace, uh, no, not Candace, Karen, Ashley, oh, Monique, and this four-person team, Wendy, Candace, Giselle, Robin. So it's definitely like she just she drew the line. She just said right there, "You're we're never gonna be friends, never, ever, ever, ever." Oh, and oh, I God. just what I wish though is that these women would just stop. Like, your children are under the age of 18. Stop bringing up these people's children. This is not fucking Beverly Hills where you have 20, 30-year-old children, okay? This is not Atlanta where they also have, like, fucking... Brielle's, like, what, 20? Isn't she, like, above? She's already of age. She's, like, isn't... How old is Ariana, Brielle, Kim's daughter? Oh, shit, yeah, T. They're, like, 20, yeah. So it's, like... I'm sorry, you guys stop bringing up baby dean don't bring up monique's kids don't bring up giselle's daughters like no unless you're gonna say they're super cute and super sweet kids that's it so i think they need to like really work on that they need to stop fucking doing that but these ladies i'm sorry i'm still so fucking shook i'm shook she fucking did like Rate is five. I'm like lost. I'm tired. I feel like I've been talking for a whole entire day, which like Jesus, I'm already I'm like, fucked this up. I'm like, if this episode, if this episode is like four days late, now you guys know why. Um, not that you guys are even listening at this point, but anyways, um, thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to rate us five star on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to tune in where podcast podcasts are available. Make sure to follow me on social media, slide in DMs. Um, hit me up, Daniela um yes everything lisa love that but um again thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you guys in the next she's dying anyways bye whores bye.